Three, two, one. Welcome to the Transformation Videocasts and Podcasts. Transformation aims to create a network and community of educators who work with and advocate for transfer and post-traditional college students. Our mission is to build community, transform culture, and empower success for transfer educators and students by sharing resources and celebrating all things transfer. Hello and welcome back to the Transfer Nation videocast and podcast. I'm so glad you're here listening or watching. My name is Chrissy and I get the honor of helping host this podcast. I host the Student Stories Editions where we get to really dive into the stories of transfer students or alumni who have, you know, embarked on really incredible journeys uh, of transferring and then choosing a, a maybe a less traditional route to education. And it's, uh, it's such a great honor. And today I have the honor of interviewing someone really amazing. They were recently a transfer student ambassador for the National Institute for the Study of Transfer Students. Her name is Emily Stern. Emily, welcome. We're so excited to dive in and, and talk with you about your transfer journey today. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yay. The way we've been starting off our episodes as of late is by asking our guests to bring an artifact that kind of embodies their transfer journey or maybe is symbolic of what's inspired them along the way and and things of that nature. So Emily, could you describe what artifact you brought today? So I brought my little stuffed animal. This is our mascot of CSU, Cam the Ram. And I brought this little stuffed guy today because I actually did not purchase this myself. It was my first semester at CSU and I was working full-time at a brewery in town and someone had left it on a table after visiting. And, you know, a couple of weeks later, they hadn't come back for it. And everyone on the staff said, Emily, that's for you. You should take it home. It's meant to be. And, it, you know, it's such a silly thing, but I never could have afforded a, a, an expensive stuffed animal just for school spirit. But I really was falling in love with Colorado State and just having such a great experience transferring from community college that I put him up on a shelf and he watched over me the whole rest of my way all the way up through graduation. So I I love it. And it seems like it was even more meant to be because it you came across it at, at, you said you were working at the bar, right? Oh, yes, so cool. yes. It was destiny. It was, it was destiny. a, a divine you know, encounter. Had, exactly. I had to split so much of my time between work and school. for So So for one moment, they came together and, and it was really cool. I love that. And can you actually tell us about where you started off and then where you transferred to? Absolutely. It's a bit of a winding story. After high school, I started at a community college close to home. I had three younger siblings, so I always knew I wanted to stay around them, but I did not have a great experience. Then I took a semester off, saved up some money, and I thought, all right, I'll go to this really expensive private school nearby. There, I'll be happy. You know, I'll, it'll be for higher achievers. I'll fit in better. And, you know, I got there and I did not feel like I fit in at all. It still just was kind of an awkward fit and I wasn't having a great time. And then it turned out that it was too expensive and I couldn't afford to graduate just one year away from getting my degree. So I took even more time off after that, five or six years just working. And that's when I got involved in the craft brewery industry. And I love serving and being a waitress and it was fun 
but I knew I didn't want to do it forever. So I decided to go back to school once I had enough money and paid off. And then I faced this crossroads. I still didn't have a ton of money, but I wasn't crazy about community college. I was a little scared. Luckily, someone convinced me to transfer to a community college in my new town that I now live in, in Fort Collins. It was like night and day. It was such a different experience from the first community college I went to. So I was actually able to get my associates there, then successfully transferred to Colorado State. And uh, then I just graduated this past December 2020. So cool. And congratulations. Thanks. Absolutely amazing. And so cool. You just got to graduate. This is so great for transfer students who are listening because You know, it's funny, we think about like this traditional path to college where you're just attending one school, but I think even sometimes we think about a traditional path to transfer where it's like right out of high school, I take two years at the community college or earlier, and then I transfer and I finish it all in four years. And it's like, that's definitely not how it always works for everyone. It's so true. I never would have even called myself a transfer student until midway through Colorado State when, you know, I was kind of getting all these questions about transferring. And I I never really thought about that path as being described as a transfer path. I just thought, well, I did what I had to do. I want to keep on taking classes. So Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to maybe help some other people see that you are a transfer student. If you've taken classes somewhere and now you're at another school, that's transferring, baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's something to be proud of. Absolutely. exactly. Did you feel like there were important identities or situations or experiences that impacted your transfer journey? Absolutely. The big one for me was going from being the manager at a brewery where I was in charge. I was very comfortable. I knew, I felt like I knew everything I needed to know. And it was really hard to then face going to this new power dynamic where I was the student, the learner, Mm. and to face the identity of being an older student in a state school where the the average age is about 10 years younger than my current age. Mm. So navigating between, you know, I didn't want to stop identifying as a service industry person, But I knew that I had this new identity as a scientist, as a researcher that really had to come to the forefront for me Mm -hmm. to be successful. Uh, It was difficult. It was tough. I'm really glad you're sharing particularly one about the difference in age that you you felt at the school, but your choice to just persist and, and, you know, achieve this goal of graduating, as well as being someone who was working full time, and then having to kind of take a step back. I think that's something a lot of of transfer students can relate with is largely because they, they don't always have the option to not work full time. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's uh, incredible that you're here and that you're telling us about how successful you were even though you had, you know, you did have to do that and you did have to like take a step back and everything. So when you were going to school, what types of things were you involved in or balancing? You mentioned you were working full time. Were you involved in anything at school or in addition to working um, while you were attending school? Absolutely. So while I was in school, I started to recognize that my friends who 
went to school and then were really successful in their careers, they had some other kind of experiences, whether it was an internship or working in a club or something like that. So I knew I wanted to get involved with something. Mm -hmm. And luckily, oh my gosh, thank goodness, there was this amazing program that gave transfer students an opportunity to get involved with research. And so through that, I ended up volunteering in not one, not two, but three research labs, (laughs) which really was quite an experience. I got to see qualitative research. I got to see quantitative research. And then I eventually got a volunteer position that led to a paid position. So now I'm working in a brewery. I'm working in research. I had to take a couple extra jobs here and there just to make all the ends meet. But it was quite a balance. And that's not even to mention, you know, trying to have a social life and keeping a a supportive handout for my family so that they didn't feel like I disappeared for four years while I went back to school. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That is incredible. And I I actually wanted to ask you about another program you were involved in um, called the Pink Boots Society. Um, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about your involvement in that and, and what it did for you, too. I would love to. That actually branched from something that I've always tried to be an activist in, which is feminism, women's rights in whatever domain I can find. And so when I was just bridging over from brewery industry to school, I got invited to a meeting called Pink Booth Society. And I'll never forget the first meeting that I attended They had a woman who was about my age stand up in front of everyone and give this amazing presentation on the science of sensory analyzing beer. And so she's talking about these chemicals that beer is made out of that we can smell and taste. And she is going on and on about this science. And everyone in the room is just listening so carefully to her and writing down every single word. And it was completely transformative. It was, I knew that I had to bring the pink boots to my town. So I reached out to everyone I knew and actually gathered this great group of women who were so supportive and empowering for each other um, that I was actually able to carry a lot of that, that excitement and confidence and leadership into what I did in school as well. So basically, the group overall is designed to support women in the craft beer industry, which is very male dominated, Mm -hmm. I would say as much as any other realm of science or or technology. And uh, seeing so many women band together and be supportive for each other, totally changed my outlook on what I was capable of. It was incredible. That is so cool. You're saying that the science behind beer in particular and and what you saw at that, the Pink Boots Society event that you attended with that woman, that's what really inspired your passion for science. Absolutely. Because the first time I went to school, my major was elementary education. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought it would be a good fit for me. I always loved school. I had some great teachers. I kind of thought that was a good idea. But I think it really contributed a lot to me not feeling like I I fit in. It wasn't a good fit for me. And getting this experience with the Pink Boots Society was the first time that I saw someone who I could really identify with 
talking about science and being respected as a leader in science. And it totally broke down all of these barriers that I had, like the math classes will be too hard or science isn't really for me. Like suddenly I realized that these were just things I was telling myself for too long. And so I switched my major and I went back for neuroscience. And so that is what I ended up graduating in. And I couldn't have done it without, without all the help and support and encouragement from other women who who like me had non-traditional paths and became really successful. Wow. That is so cool. And I I think it really speaks to, I hope it speaks to transfer students who are listening because it shows the importance of being, you know, one with a community and making sure you have an army of support surrounding you for a lot that's, for a lot of students, it's going to look like counselors or might be an organization but there's also amazing societies out there like the pink boots society that are supporting you in and also destigmatizing you know this specific field that seems or not seems it is it's male dominated and you're all working together and individually to break that stigma and that's so cool I love that. Absolutely. You just never know where that support could potentially come from. You have to be open to it and ready for it when it happens. And then like, like I did, once I had that first meeting, I was hooked. I knew I had to keep on going and and bring it to more people. And I think once someone can catch on with a community like that, it just turns everything around. That's so cool. I, I love that. Thank you for sharing about that particular society. Were there other like people or, or programs or resources at the community college that you that you thrived at, the one that you feel like you took a lot away from? Were there programs there that that really helped you as you transferred into Colorado State? There was especially one program that would have meetings and they would bring a scientist from Colorado State in or maybe even a student who had done the program before or a counselor who you might get to meet when you transferred there. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool because I would leave these meetings filled up with this feeling like I could do this. I could actually transfer and do what they're talking about. The first school I went to didn't have much of an eye on transfer students. So it was this really strong dynamic of now being treated as someone who was expected to continue on and go do more versus just kind of like, okay, you're here. Great. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that, that it was called Bridges to Baccalaureate. And it was just a program that really helped me on the, you know, when I was struggling to study for those hard tests, I would go to one of these meetings and I would come out thinking, okay, I can study for that test again. I'm, I'm motivated. I'm ready to go. Wow. I I don't know if you know this, but we also have an audience of educators that listen. I hope that they hear what you're speaking about in the importance of establishing these types of programs inside the actual institution for students to attend. It's so important to have programs that are comprehensive and accessible, like the one you just mentioned, that will inspire students and and make them know that when they transfer to the next university, they're going to experience like the camaraderie, they're going to have the motivation, like you mentioned, and and that you mentioned you didn't, you know, get at, at the first few schools you attended. 
Um, so I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned that too. What else do you feel like inspired you in your transfer journey to really stay motivated and, and resilient throughout your experience? I would say working the, the job that I was kind of trying to leave definitely helped keep, remind me why I was going back to school. I knew I didn't want to do that job forever. And anytime I came home from a shift and I just felt like I wasn't being fulfilled, it really drove me to seek this career that would be mentally fulfilling where I could make a difference. Um, But the other thing I would say that really helped motivate me were the people around me, Uh, whether it was a counselor who believed in me when I didn't believe in myself or, you know, a a classmate who would save my seat for me in a big lecture hall because he knew I liked to sit just in the in the middle, in the front, uh, next to the end, you know, and Mm -hmm. and there were so many individuals who really motivated me and kept me going on those freezing cold snowy days in Fort Collins when I would still ride my bike to school (laughs) oh man yeah wow you rode your bike in the freezing weather that seems (laughs) that's true transfer dedication right there that is true dedication it it Um, definitely you know especially for those 8 a.m classes there were days that I thought today's the day I'm skipping class (laughs) but I couldn't because someone was saving my seat and I knew he would be waiting for me so there were a lot of people that helped keep me going yeah you know, I, I, my next question was going to be what types of challenges or hurdles did you face? But it seems like you used a lot of the challenges that you experienced as your inspiration to continue forward. And I just think that's amazing. I think it's incredible. And I think it, it speaks to what a lot of transfer students have to do is so much of the reasons we start at a community college in the first place or choose to transfer from one university to another university is, is specifically because of the, the jobs that we know we don't want to necessarily do for the rest of our lives, but we know we have to work right now because we have to work towards the goal of, of gaining the degree. And so I, I'm really appreciative that you spoke about that. What would you say that you loved about your transfer experience? Besides getting to meet all these incredible, amazing people who also had their own stories and getting to learn about these different non-traditional paths through school that lead to great success, that that was one huge thing for me was seeing all these other successful non-traditional students. It was amazing. The other thing that I really loved about my transfer experience is that it broke down a lot of these stereotypes that I was having about state school students. You know, I had lived mm. in, a, in a college town before, and I really judged all of those students to be entitled and wealthy and kind of just lazy and going their way through life like they didn't really care. And boy, was I wrong. And I think with this new image of all of these students having such different backgrounds and different experiences and their own motivations to work really hard at school has allowed me to learn so much more from them and and make new friends and, and and gain so much from that experience because I'm not held back by these very inaccurate stereotypes that I used to have. I, it, I have I've done quite a few of these episodes now, and I've never 
heard anyone speak to that, but I have to tell you, it's something I, I really relate with, with you. I, I definitely went through the same thing you did of going, no, no, these students are on their own path and there's no space for me to ha have bitterness about it just because my path's different than theirs. So I, I really appreciate you. Uh, it's less that lonely too. that way. You know, yeah. it's, it's a lot, it's a lot easier to feel supported when you're not judging these people without really yeah. getting to know them. And, yeah. and that was really a great, great part of my transfer experience. And ultimately, we're, we're in this, you know, transfer journey, um, hopefully also destigmatizing their perceptions of transfer. Because yes. I, I know out of high school, it's so easy to think. I mean, I, I was so often told like community college is for people who couldn't get into a four year. And it's like, yep. nope. Or like community college is people, for people who are lazy. Nope. In fact, it's usually the extreme opposite of that. And, and so even overcoming that stigma in your own mind is very difficult. Even mm -hmm. recently when I was applying to graduate schools, I questioned myself, do I want to mention that I went to community college? Mm -hmm. Are they going to see this and think differently of me? And it was only after talking to some other great transfer students that I realized like, yes, I am so proud to have come from community college. And this is exactly how we show everyone that the stigma is totally wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. And just everything you said, I just want to reamplify it to anyone listening or watching. It's just everything you said is so true. And, and speaking with that same insight that you just gave, I want to ask, what's one tip that you would want to give maybe in a few words or less to students who plan to transfer or are considering that path for themselves? My biggest piece of advice is to dive in, get involved, get engaged. If you see some, you know, spirit wear for free on the corner, you grab that spirit wear. Like I've never had school spirit before. And thanks to getting involved and getting engaged, I gained all of these resources and had an amazing experience. So mm -hmm. I would say just try your hardest to dive head first into whatever you can, and it'll pay off tenfold if you do. Love it. Yeah. Getting involved as soon as you can and just going all in. I couldn't have put it better myself. That's great. And then speaking of tips, what's a tip that you would want to give to educators or staff or faculty or administration who work with transfer students? What's a tip you think they should know as they work with this particular student community? My tip for educators is to listen carefully to students' true goals, because it's easy to think of yourself as helping them to get a degree. But that is typically not how students see themselves. They have real goals about changing their economic status, about finding a new career that is fulfilling. If you can listen to those real goals that they have, then you can truly empower them to reach the goals that they're after. And through that, you know, graduation is in there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> it's a step towards yeah. that. And it will make such a big difference in their motivation and ability to keep going when times are hard. If they can see graduation as part of their real goal, their life goal that they have. 
that is a fantastic perspective to take on it. Like thinking and having the educator know that obviously their goal is to achieve, you know, degree completion, but the goals that are leading to that are the economic status, being able to provide for their family or themselves, following and achieving the career goal of their dreams, like doing what they really want to do with their life. And when you think of it that way, it, it really it really changes why you do what you do. Maybe we'll, we should t- be taking a more holistic view for those who aren't already, but for, um, but yeah, like definitely a more holistic. I love that. Well, Emily, thank you so much again for, for being on our podcast with us today. And also congratulations on being highlighted as a transfer student ambassador with NIST. That's such an incredible um, accomplishment and what a great organization they are too. Um, They obviously picked incredible students just from what you've told me today. I I couldn't have thought of a better student to be featured in that role. But Emily, if students are wanting to kind of follow along your own journey, I know you just recently graduated. Where can they follow you on social media? Sure, they can follow me on Instagram at Empirical M. I'm also on the NISTS website, so you can see my blog from the last conference there. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and sign off. But Emily, thank you so much again for joining us. And we'll see you next time in Transfer Pride. Thanks so much. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. To continue the transfer conversation, be sure to join the Transfer Nation Facebook group at tinyurl.com slash wearetransfernation. You can also follow us on Instagram at wearetransfernation and on Twitter at transferpride. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at tinyurl.com slash tnationtube. If you have ideas for future episodes of the Transformation videocast and podcast, please email us at wearetransformation at gmail.com. We can't wait to continue celebrating all things transfer with you. And as always, in Transfer Pride.